Welcome to the 1689 Evangelism Podcast, where we endeavor to replace pragmatism with biblical practice. My name is Stephan Albin. I'm the pastor of Strasburg Baptist Church in Strasburg, Missouri, and I'm joined by Dr. Thomas Johnston, who is the Senior Professor of Evangelism at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary and the founder of Evangelism Unlimited. I'm glad you've all joined us, so let's dive right into today's episode. The 1689 London Baptist Confession, Chapter 20, Paragraph 4. The gospel is the only outward means of revealing Christ and saving grace, and it is abundantly sufficient for that purpose. Yet to be born again, brought to life and regenerated, those who are dead in trespasses also must have an effectual, irresistible work of the Holy Spirit in every part of their souls to produce in them a new spiritual life. Without this, no other means will bring about their conversion to God. Dr. Johnston, uh, today I want to talk about evangelism and the metrics. Um, We often hear discussions in the church about what metrics should be used. Sometimes that discussion uh, looks down on certain practices, some promote certain practices. Uh, what I want to do with you this uh, today is I want to go over what sort of metrics the church should be using, what, what, sort, of, what sort of metrics the church shouldn't be using, and what, church, what sort of metrics um, m- maybe are r- reasonable. And then finally, what's the, um, what is the proper, the central metric? for Christians when it comes to evangelism. So what would you say to maybe churches we might label as more um, operating on a perhaps a church growth tract? Uh, they're counting people in the door. They're counting maybe how much giving they've taken in, uh, or, or maybe they're counting how many people are engaged in certain small groups and that sort of thing. What, what, what would you say to a church like that? Is that a valid practice? Is that a practice that could be detrimental? What do you think on that? Great question, uh, Stefan. Thank you so much for inviting me and asking me to, to speak on this question. Um, this, uh, the first thing that just crossed my mind as I think of the metrics, I think of what metrics does it, are used in the book of Acts. Yeah. So I look at Acts chapter 2 verse uh, 41, and here's what the metrics are. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. So the two, the two metrics there were the glad reception of the gospel um, and, uh, and baptism and the number, the number baptized. So what we have is we have, those are, Biblical metrics right there. So the reception of the gospel, glad reception, and then the baptism. And so if we kind of if we kind of massage or chew on that for a little bit, it's okay. We know that the seed sown in the shallow soil receives the word with joy, right? But then it's only momentary. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the 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 element of receiving with joy is indicated of the shallow soil, but it's also by by emphasis or by transference can be applied to the 
wheat infested soil and a good soil. Now, those that, are, that receive the gospel and are baptized, as we have here, uh, about 3,000 souls were added. It, it seems to me that that best explains uh, the, the metrics we should be using. That's why baptism has been a, a very important metric in, in, uh, in, in Baptist life for a long time, a very long time. It's a good metric. Now, obviously, we have to guard the baptismal uh, tank, and we don't just throw anybody in there who, who might have an inclination right. uh, that they want to go in there. So we want to see, is this person regenerate, a regenerate believer? Have they repented and believed? Have they repented, actually believed what the, what the gospel says, that they're sinners, mm -hmm. repented, and decided I'm going to turn from my sin, turn from my wicked ways, uh, turn from my worshiping myself and putting myself first, and I'm going to turn to Jesus. I'm going to put him first, and I'm going to ask him to forgive me of my sins. I'm going to ask him to, to be the Lord of my life and to uh, rule over me from this point on. That's what baptism signifies, death to sin and being alive uh, to Christ in the resurrection power of Christ. So, um, so getting someone to believe and getting someone to believe and be baptized are two different things. It's a, it's, yes. it's a bit more complicated. Um, so that's where we, we, it moves us to Matthew chapter 20, 28 and the metric there. We see the one metric that it said brings up in the, in, in the 1689, uh, London Baptist Confession, chapter 20, paragraph 4. It says the gospel is the only outward means of revealing Christ. There's no way people can come to Christ outside of first hearing in their ears, hearing the gospel. Yeah. Or perhaps reading it with their eyes, but hearing it, uh, uh, receiving it somehow. And it implies here uh, in, in, in this uh, confession here, that they have to hear and then they have to receive it. And then they are born again. So we have, we, we have, we, so in order, in, in, so for metrics, maybe one, one question uh, based on the 1689 is how many have heard the gospel? Mm -hmm. I think that's an, that's, that's a good metric. Yeah. Are we sharing the gospel with lost people in such a way that we can actually say, you know, we've shared the gospel. Um, as as far as we can hear, as, as far as we can know, we've shared the gospel 23 times or 45 times or 103 times. And, if, and we've had people who have received it gladly, you know, maybe 24 have received it gladly. And we, and we have, we've had only had, we've been able to baptize, you know, 12. Um, mm -hmm. So what, what happens is all, all these are metrics that we can use. Um, none of them are getting people in the door, though, of the church hmm. or, or having people give money to the church. Uh, uh, it's, or or in, in other words, you know, befriending people outside of the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, so the, so, we, so the, met, the metrics are very important to keep in mind that these are, these are spiritual metrics that the Bible gives us. Um, yeah. People who hear, people who gladly, gladly receive, people who are baptized. That's, that's uh, 
about and then about about all there is and then maybe souls that are together like it'll say in acts you know acts uh one you know there's 120 in the upper room or or 500 saw heard jesus at one time in first corinthians 15 so we do have numbers and uh and, and how big the church was growing uh, in jerusalem in acts chapter 5 uh, th- there's nothing wrong with numbers but we just have to be careful that when we're talking about salvation metrics we're using the metrics the bible uses yes yeah um it, it is interesting when you look around you you see a lot of churches i mean you really do you see a lot of churches that will say uh what we're doing is justified because well this many people came in the door uh or this amount of money was given um i think stuff that I think of like the Rick Warren comment from last year's Southern Baptist convention where he's potentially being removed from the SBC and he comes up and what does he say? He says, well, we've had this many, you know, uh, this many, whatever, right. He he lists probably 10, 15 numbers during that, that speech. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about baptism though and salvations. And those are things that we, we deeply care about those are things that as you showed are, are in the scriptures. Um, but, but then there's also the tendency for them to be turned into the same kind of uh, justification as these other things, right? They're, they're trying to be yes. stolen over here instead of keeping them in their yes. proper place. Right. We rejoice yes. in salvation. We rejoice in baptism because, because that points to a, uh, a healthy church, a healthy perhaps membership structure going on in a church. Uh, but Correct. when we, when we, when we take them over here and use them to say, uh, "I've been doing this, and look how many, look at, look how many people I got in the water," um, I think that could be a dangerous thing. Uh, you know, yes. we're, we're lo- losing the meaning of these things of of baptism. We're, we're losing an emphasis on salvation. Is that yes. is that what, what you're picking? Yes, up Paul, Paul. Paul said. They have a form of godliness, but they've denied its power. Mm. And and whenever you have a form, let's just say baptism as a form, whenever yeah. you have a form, it can be it can be used uh, uh, in illicit ways. So I mean, just like baptizing babies, right? I don't mm. think the Bible the Bible ever ever says that, but you can sure count how many babies you baptized last year. And and and, and in my estimation, that's that's an unhelpful designation. Or, um, or uh, the same thing is true as if you baptize. Uh, I've been at a church one time when uh, an eight, eight-year-old boy was being baptized, and they got his whole Sunday school class of boys up there to join him in a baptism. Uh, some of whom needed to be baptized too, and it was it just it just kind of seemed like like a uh, I don't know like a weird coercion going mm-hmm. on. I'm not I'm not speaking negatively of a man of God. I really am not. Sure. But I, I just I just felt we have to be very cautious that we are protecting the baptismal font only for those who have repented of their sins and believed in the name of Lord Jesus Christ and him only for yeah. their salvation. And so when I uh, practice baptisms, um, I, I try to have the people write out their testimony of salvation. Yes. And. And either they read it themselves if they're able to, 
And if they're if they're too young or they're not able to for one reason or another, uh, uh, someone else, like a Sunday school teacher or a kids club leader, or maybe someone else will read it for them, and or their mother or father or aunt or uncle or grandparent, uh, read it for them, um, so that people know why this person is being baptized, right? And and they can have a record of it. We're not just throwing them in the water to beef up the numbers, yeah, because it is very serious. Uh, we know what happened to Nadab and Abihu when they were messing with the, and they gave unholy fire and they offered unholy fire to God. He killed them immediately, Leviticus yes. ten, and 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 we can, and God God says there to, to uh, uh, their father, um, uh, I shall be I shall be held in esteem uh, by those who come near to me. In fact, that's so good to remember that that we don't have a authority to mess around with God's word. And and I think some people are taking the forms in the New Testament, like forms of baptism, and they're playing games with it. Listen to what mm -hmm. Moses said to Aaron. This is what the Lord spoke to me, saying, by those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace. Well, his sons had died. He was not allowed to mourn on their behalf. Why? Because they offered unholy fire. And right. we, we have, I think we have to be very cautious in, in, in going beyond with the whole, the boundaries of the Holy spirit and his wisdom and the, and the word of God when it comes to forms. And yeah. I think baptism is a form, hmm. just like you said, uh, we, so is, is there a wrong way to count baptism? Yeah, I think there is. There's some yeah. wrong ways. But is is it is it always wrong to count baptism? No, it's not. Right. It's it's. I think it's a valid measure of of a possibility of finding truly repentant people who truly want to follow Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And mm -hmm. we, as the servants of 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 God, of God of Christ, have to just like Paul says when he said, "Look what he look what Paul says in Second Corinthians." Uh, two of uh, verse seventeen. I mean, this is this is uh, um, this is like a sword in our heart right here. He said, "For we are not like many peddling the word of God, mm. but as of sincerity, as of as of, but as from God, we speak in the sight of God in Christ." So, is it true that there's going to be peddlers of the word? Yes, it's going to happen, and there will be people who will. Whatever form there is, whatever form we come up with, they're gonna they're gonna take it, and run with it, and they're gonna turn it into something that's maybe unhelpful and even maybe antagonistic to the what the what the uh, what the um, the the end goals of God are according to His Word. And so we have to be aware of that, and and we have to judge and discern rightly. Yeah, in that so, regard. So you're saying you would be against uh, <laughs> the pirate ship uh, baptismal that, that they had i forget which church it was where, where where the kids would go down the slide and when they hit the water the cannons uh, go off and <laughs> <laughs> oh so it, it, i've never heard of that but it, it's yeah it sounds like turning yeah. the baptismal into a into a theme park yeah or, or oh okay here, here's your next ride your next ride okay there here was, yeah here, here's the gospel uh the uh you know the, the the gospel ride. Okay. Oh, you've been on that. Now now you go to the baptismal ride. <laughs> exactly. And uh, or, or the guy. Uh, I forget. 
the guy who who was doing a I don't know if it was a revival or what he was, but he at the end he says, uh, if anyone wants to come down and and give give their life or rededicate their life, and then he had a box of puppies. He said, or pet pet a puppy, <laughs> come on, and you know oh, it's boy. right. It's it's just you're right. These are important things, right? Um, yes, like you said, yes. hearing the gospel, believing the gospel, baptism, uh, fellowship, all these things that you mentioned, they're so important, and to to hollow them out and 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 stuff in some sort of um uh church growth strategy or um attractional ploy Mm -hmm. it really harms true evangelism i yeah i think you're exactly right and the pressures are are the pressures are immense you know the pressures to uh, please are those who are you may be our sponsors or or yeah. donors, or whatever, to, sure. to come up with numbers and to have yeah. big numbers. Um, the pressure is there, and 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 it's not a bad thing to to have you know to give an account uh, to God's people. That's a good thing, but but to cook the books, uh, as it were, by mm. going beyond what what uh, what the Lord says, um, and or to to, to please man. Or to impress man. I mean, that's very dangerous. In fact, look what it says in 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 John chapter twelve, verse forty-two and forty-three. Uh, now, this is a different context, but uh, I think the impressing of men. Oh no, I impressing of men is Galatians. Sorry, Galatians one. Uh, do I try to impress man, or do I try to please God? Uh, that's what it says there. It is Galatians one, verse nine, uh, verse ten. For if I now, do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. So there, there's a there's a there's a a way in which Paul, in this very uh, early book of the book of Galatians, um, where uh, he was uh, dealing with some uh, some uh, some very difficult things. Um, that when it came on the scale, if he's a slave of, of, of Christ, mm. a total slave of Christ, he has no say in the matter of how things are done, when they're done, where they're done. Christ has 100% say. And, and he's not trying to please men. And mm. so we have to remember that we actually we stand before an audience of one, and that's Christ in this case. Pleasing Christ, and and may that keep us from from uh, drifting into seeking to please men in 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 uh, doing what what uh, what they're doing. And yes, I think faithfulness faithfulness is uh, faithfulness in Christ and His Word is mm. the only metric that counts. There's no other metric mm. other than that. I am I will be faithful. Even if it means I get burned alive, burned at the stake, I will stay faithful to Christ. May God help me. Hmm. Well, I would say, looking at uh, your life, that that you have been uh, largely faithful in the practice of evangelism. So I'm curious, um, what has been the response to your evangelistic ministry? has there been a um, 
<laughs> has there been a Rick Warren scale um, conversion rate? Has there been? I mean, what does it? What does it? What after? What? How many years have you been doing evangelism? Yes. Talking... Well, when when I was uh, when I when now when, now that we've moved to northern Minnesota, things have changed, altered pretty dramatically because of my lack of of uh, 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 same local church and, and especially students uh, working sure. directly with students um, yeah. and not being to- in the inner city area anymore uh, near near that. But um, what one uh, way that I found I, I had people tell me that um, they appreciated my teaching students that uh, how to share the gospel and that they knew that someone who graduated from Midwestern was able to lead someone to Christ and was able to share the gospel. And they could, they could be assured of that because of my evangelism class Mm. at at the time. And I, and I was deeply grateful for, for that. And did we, did we lead huge numbers of Christ? No. Um, But did we share the gospel uh, as much as possible? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Yes, we did. And, and so we, uh, we were knocking on doors in, in Kansas City, uh, up to um, me myself, one, two, three times a week. But the teams we had, up to three, four, five, six, seven times a week, mm. and that's because student student involvement. And and we had many many people hearing the gospel. And I think I think um, the gospel is uh, the gospel is it's it's is its its own um uh lockbox for uh for the elect if i can mm-hmm. put it that way the gospel knows those that are its own and hit and god through his holy spirit will give a hearing of faith just like it says in 1689 here it says um when there is a supernatural work of the holy spirit upon the soul producing in them a new spiritual life Without which no other means will be affect uh, will affect their conversion to God. As people are literally hearing the words of the gospel being shared to them, um, they either have a hearing of faith, or they have a hear a carnal hearing, and it can it can be very quickly uh, discerned often uh, uh, just by talking with them one on one. And now, when it's a larger group, it's a little bit different. Sure. In, in mass evangelism, which is fine too. Uh, Philip did mass evangelism. Philip mm-hmm. did one-on-one evangelism. But yes, this is this is a very important issue that we have to watch uh, watch the metrics and that and that. If by the way, if I had any uh, amount of of success, um, um, all glory to God because I am mm-hmm. a dirt ball, uh, <laughs> dirt ball as as bad as the next guy. I have feet of clay. Uh, I'm a sinner saved by grace, and it's a grace that does it all. And mm. and more than anything, I have I have I have wanted to please my Lord and Savior, and mm-hmm. and may that may that never uh, may that desire never uh, never uh, um, um, never end. And leaning into God, as I understand our our president uh, that is at Midwestern. Uh, Dr. Jason encourages us a lot to lean into God. Leaning into God is 
leaning into his word and doing it his way and rejoicing in that and, and just being faithful. Yes. Will you be found faithful? Yeah. And that, yeah. and that's why I asked that question because I think it gets at the, the core of what we've been talking about, the core of um, the London Baptist confession, chapter 20, verse yes. four yes. or paragraph four that yes. I read from. And it yes. gets to the core of 1689 evangelism. What, who is the one that converts the soul? If, if there's a baptism, who gets the glory for that? It, it's, yes. it's not us. It, we didn't. Correct. It shouldn't be the, the, the pirate ship is the, the reason why someone gets up there. It, if it's a true conversion, it's the Holy Spirit working in the soul of a believer or uh, of yes. a sinner to make them into a believer. And so yes. when we're going door to door, when we're preaching on the street corner or mm-hmm. when we're having that conversation with someone about the gospel, mm-hmm. it's not it's not us. Right? It's not up to us whether they're converted or or not converted. We're Correct. faithfully we're doing what we've been called to do. It, it, our faithfulness is tied to whether we speak whether we Correct. speak the good news about jesus Correct. god is in charge of the rest and so if you're using the back end of that as oh i did this many salvations i did this many baptisms you can be faithful and uh preach the gospel day after day uh, for years and, and you might not have as many conversions as rick warren uh says that he had but you're still being absolutely faithful to the the call of the great commission yes i I, yes i just read that in 1689 actually Hmm. in uh, um volume uh chapter 20 uh number one uh i think it was yeah paragraph one um where god is pleased to give forth the, the promise of christ where is it oh no here it is paragraph three the preaching of the gospel has been granted unto persons and nations as to the extent or restraining of it in great variety according to the counsel and will of God. So we have to understand if the gospel is not going out as much in uh, in the, the 1040 window, um, God is sovereign over this and why he gives, why he gives uh, abundant um, uh, harvest in some cases, like during the Great Awakenings and during some revival periods, sure. but at other times, God chooses to to restrain His uh, saving activities in certain cultures and among certain peoples. And my, who are we to question God? And who are we to question His ways? His ways are perfect. They're always filled with love. They're always just. They're always righteous. There's nothing ever wrong with them. And yet it's very clear that in some cultures, some language groups, among some people, there is a work of God, and among others, there's not. But again, 1689 uh, um, uh, mentions that, and I actually wrote in the margin, evangelizing as a gift of God to any people. And it's a gift. And so, yes, yeah, some, some will be, um, you know, some, some seed will go uh, and be and fructify, and but at other times, uh, the same evangelist or the same pastor or others might just have might just have a lot of resistance because Paul said, in listen listen to what Paul said in First Corinthians, chapter sixteen. This is very important to keep in mind. Chapter sixteen, 
he says, uh, verse 8 and 9, I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Mm. So maybe one way to one way to mark a, that God is in the middle of doing a work or getting ready to do a work is the adversaries spring up. We don't see the good work, but we do feel the adversaries, mm. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and maybe the adversaries are the, the way we can best feel, man, God's at work here. I can tell why there's a lot of adversaries. <laughs> it's really tough. <laughs> Amen. Man. Well, I think that's a good place to, to wrap this episode up. Do you have any uh, final thoughts on this topic? Um, no, we. I think it, it, I think we have to watch out for uh, for drifting into a pr- pragmatism, drifting yeah. into a form of godliness. We just have to watch out because I think we can if we if we're if we're if we're um, not leaning into God, leaning into His Word, constantly enslaving our minds to the words of the Bible, enslaving our hearts. Uh, uh, lashing our souls to the cross. If we're not doing that, we can drift because we're prone to wander. You mm-hmm. know how I feel it. Amen. Well, thank you, Dr. Johnston. Uh, appreciate you. Th- thank you, Stefan, so much. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more information about 1689 Evangelism, you can go to 1689evangelism.com. If you'd like to find out more about the Resurgence Collective, you can go to theresurgence.site. It was a pleasure being here with you today. We'll see you again very soon.